you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. But of course, a quick congratulations goes out to neither a guy nor a Missouri basketball or football player. Of course, congratulations to Carisha Schweitzer, who made the Olympics for the United States yesterday, finishing second in the Olympic trials. Carissa actually led probably the majority of the race from what I could tell, but down the stretch, her running club teammate, Elise Cranny, turned on the jets, passed Carissa, but you know what? Carissa easily finished in that top three, and well, who knows? Maybe she's got a good shot at meddling in Tokyo. And speaking of Tokyo, let's hope it's a little bit cooler than it was where Carissa and Elise Cranny were running yesterday because it seemed like that 94-degree heat was really taking its toll. Certainly the ladies had to pace themselves early in that race. But I don't know what Tokyo's like in the middle of the summer, quite honestly, but surely it's better than 94 degrees, right? One should hope so. But once again, cool, cool moment there for Carissa Schweitzer and any Missouri fans, just fans of her in general. Just an amazing accomplishment to just make the Olympic team, quite honestly. So, yeah, just just an amazing moment for her and and a cool bit of sportsmanship to see her and Elise Cranny hug it out after the race. And now, just to change gears here for a little bit. Well, over the last couple days, I've seen something in my Twitter timeline that I never thought I would see. And that is praise for Justice Brett Kavanaugh from the sports writer community. Now, of course, the sports writers seem to always be thrilled these days when the NCAA gets knocked down a peg, and certainly that happened the last few days when the Supreme Court came down against the NCAA in a unanimous 9 to nothing decision. Now, the implications of this decision are fairly narrow, and quite honestly, I don't have enough time or legal expertise in order to explain all the machinations of what happened in this particular case. But the point is, it seems like, despite the maybe seemingly narrow focus of this decision, it seems like this sets up further cases, further challenges, if the NCAA continues down this amateur path. Because, well, as Brett Kavanaugh said in his statement about this, nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. And under ordinary principles of antitrust law, it is not evident why college sports should be any different. The NCAA is not above the law. So to a lot of people, This statement and this decision means that the floodgates are about to open and NCAA sports, amateurism, it's all coming to an end as we know it. And to people who want to see the NCAA knock down a peg, well, they're all for it. And I'm certainly 
I'm certainly sympathetic to that view because my my view is that yes, the NCAA is certainly a, a legal cartel, if you will. But I'm also sympathetic to people on the other side of the argument who are maybe worried that this is going to ruin something that they really love, which is college sports. And again, as Kavanaugh says at the beginning of his statement, to be sure the NCAA and its member colleges maintain important traditions that have become part of the fabric of America. And he goes on to list examples like game days in Tuscaloosa and South Bend. But from where I'm sitting, it seems to me that when it comes to basketball and football, men's basketball, of course, and to a lesser extent, I think women's basketball and volleyball, the the most, and softball, I would even say, I don't think most most anything is going to change for most of these athletes. I think years from now, I think you're still going to see the athletes in those sports, for the most part, are going to be getting full-ride scholarships. I just don't think much is going to change for them. Now, of course, there are going to be notable exceptions there. Guys like Drew Locke or Michael Porter Jr., guys who are really big stars that may be able to now cash in on their name, image, and likeness, on their very big social media following, whatever it might be, and and get some extra money on the side. So that will be an additional benefit for those athletes. But I think the bigger concern, and it's somewhat valid, although I'm going to push back against it a little bit, is that, yes, it'll be additional revenue, it'll be good for people like the stars of their sports like Michael Porter Jr. or Drew Locke, but your lower-rung athletes, especially ones in the non-revenue sports like swimming, track and field, wrestling, maybe even women's basketball, well, those athletes, they're going to get the short end of the stick and maybe even have their sports eliminated, scholarships taken away, all of that kind of deal. Well, again, that's a valid concern, but I want to put to rest some of those concerns after the break. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And yes, they have live betting over at BetOnline as well. And gosh, if you had the guts to Take the Atlanta Hawks when they were down 25-plus, when the Clippers were down 20-plus these past few weeks. Boy, it just seems like comebacks in the NBA with the increasing use of the three-point line, pace and space, all that stuff. No lead is safe anymore, even in the NBA playoffs late in the third quarter. But regardless of what kind of action you want to get on, whether it is the NBA or it's the NHL. Maybe you're a UFC guy. Well, don't sit on the sidelines anymore because this is your chance to get in to the game. So head to the head to betonline.ag, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Again, that's with promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use that promo code locked on. Now, if you're the type of person that thinks the name, image, and likeness deal, the, the ability essentially for athletes to monetize themselves, their name, their image, their likeness, while they're still in college, playing college volleyball, track, basketball, whatever it might be, well, 
if you're sort of old school, if you're if you're of a mindset from 10, 15, 20 years ago, I can understand why you would think, you know, the non-revenue sports. Sure, this is going to be great for basketball and football players because those are the sports that everybody shows up to, right? If those are the numbers you look at, you're looking at, then I totally understand your point. If you're actually talking about eyeballs who are watching the actual sport that these people play, well, there's no comparison between the amount of hours that all of us collectively watched Mizzou football versus the amount of time that we spent watching Carisha Schweitzer run track. And to be frank with you, I think yesterday was, in fact, the first time that I saw Carissa run ever. Well, despite this fact, there are still plenty of eyeballs that are attracted to Carissa Schweitzer on a little place we call Instagram. Yes, Carissa Schweitzer with her 60,000 followers on Instagram That's certainly an audience right there, folks. I would absolutely kill to have 60,000 people listening to this podcast every single day. I can promise you that. So good for Carissa. And there's absolutely no reason that she shouldn't be able to cash in on that. And speaking of former Mizzou athletes with Olympic aspirations, well, no, it's not just the attractive young ladies who have big followings on Instagram. Check out Jaden Cox. Former Hickman High School guy, well, he's got about 60,000-plus, very much in Carisha Schweitzer's ballpark on Instagram as well. Jaden not only is a talented wrestler, but the guy can sing, play a little guitar. So, yeah, he can put himself out there not only to just get the occasional paid ad or, or whatever it might be, whatever way he can he can – Put, he can monetize his Instagram account and all those 60,000 people that he has looking at his account on a daily basis. But just being able to put himself out there as a personality, again, as a singer, as a musician, well, how it's going to be so much easier for the people in the world to discover him if, if he's the type of person that... If you want to get Jaden Cox involved in an endeavor, you want to see what he's about, well, it's really, really easy. You can Google him, and you'll figure it out in about five seconds. And then, of course, you have the, well, the unofficial mayor of Columbia, Sophie Cunningham, with her 40,000 followers. You know, obviously, Sophie Cunningham could have made a nice bit of extra money when she was playing for the Tigers, being the Rockbridge gal that she is. And again, like Carissa Schweitzer, I I, I don't want to be gauche here, but let's be honest, those are both attractive young ladies. And almost all of these gals who are college age, I'm not trying, listen, I'm trying to not be creepy here. I'm a girl dad. I'm also 38 years old. I'm happily married. I'm not trying to uh, judge these young ladies too much here. It's all positive. I'm just saying, let's be let's be perfectly honest. We like to pretend that we're not into beautiful women, but guess what? We're into beautiful women as a society. And these are young ladies who are, you know, in the prime of their lives, essentially, and they're in incredible shape, too. So guess what? If you want to throw on a bikini and take a picture of yourself, throw it out on the internet, well, that's going to get some attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging. I'm just trying to explain that there are other ways that college athletes can draw eyeballs outside of just the traditional ways of, hey, you got to actually come down to Columbia and watch us play. No, you don't even have to leave your couch 
in order to have some idea of who Anna Cruz is. Sorry, Anna D. Cruz, I believe is her last name. She's a volleyball player for Mizzou. There's a good chance you've never heard of her. Well, guess what? She's got four to 5,000 followers on Instagram herself, just as many as Connor Basilak and Javon Pickett, just to give you a little bit of context there. So again, this idea that no one is going to benefit outside of the two main revenue sports is just not accurate. Now, if you want to say, on the other hand, okay, John, sure, there are certain athletes who have big followings on social media who aren't in the non-revenue sports, but they're still going to be, because of the sort of chase for revenue now, there's going to be programs that are cut because of this. There's going to be athletes sort of at the bottom of the rung, on the swim team, whatever, who are going to get screwed out of scholarships. You know what? On some level, you'll probably write on this, but I want to address that particular topic as well. But first, I do want to tell you about the most delicious protein bar on the market. Yeah, you know what it is. It's Built Bar. What else could it possibly be? Because Built Bar, with its nine delicious flavors, it's frankly impossible to beat when most of the bars have 17 grams of protein in them, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. You're Trust me, compare that to a Snickers bars or bar or something. You're doing a lot better with Built Bar, and that's why you need to order them today. Try a mixed pack if I were you. Try all the flavors you can you can get your hands on, and then your next order, get your favorites. That's my advice. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your chain store to keep up and stock all the auto parts you could possibly need. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even sometimes 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or the dealership? For example... If you're like my friend Casey, and you've got a Honda Odyssey, and you, maybe you need a new fuel pump, well, that thing will be $216 on rockauto.com. Well, 353 is where I saw that fuel pump listed on a chain store. Think what you could do with that extra 137 bucks. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And to now address some more of the concerns of people who think that all of the changes currently happening Obviously, the Supreme Court recent decision factors into this majorly, but also legislation throughout several states related to name, image, and likeness. Well, people are concerned that this is going to be the end of a lot of lower-rung, non-revenue college sports. And to be honest with you, I I think there's legitimate reason for concern here, but something I haven't seen anybody say yet is that I really believe that actually the ladies – the women's sports 
are going to fare much better in the wake of this than the men's sports. And not only because I think, well, frankly, Instagram helps your college-age ladies maybe get their, their names and images out there, let's just say, more than the college-age guys. There is that factor. But even more important than that, Nothing about what Brett Kavanaugh said or the Supreme Court decision negates Title IX, right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but what does any of this have to do with Title IX? Nothing, as far as I can tell. So, therefore, if there's any cuts that need to be made, it's probably going to be come from the men's side. It's going to come from baseball teams, wrestling teams, men's swimming you know, just those kind of things, because we all know football is the cash cow, and to a lesser extent, men's basketball. So if you're a fan of those types of programs, then yes, you have a legitimate reason to be worried about a reduction of scholarships there, at the very least. Maybe the programs will still exist, we just may not be giving you a full ride to do the 200-meter backstroke anymore. Now certainly... If, say, a swimming program or something got cut a year or two before an athlete or just a reduction in scholarships happened before that person, they'd put in a ton of work trying to get a scholarship, but now with the lack of swimming scholarships are, there's just fewer spots, and now that scholarship opportunity has dried up. Obviously, that's unfortunate for that person, and I genuinely feel for them. But at the same time, I almost think what we've done is we've maybe encouraged those people who are on the sort of margins of getting a full ride in a sport like swimming, we may have pushed them into something they shouldn't be in. Because this person who's on the margins of getting a scholarship to Missouri, for instance, well, it doesn't sound like this person was going to ever be Michael Phelps. So perhaps instead of spending all this time trying to learn how to to get a certain time in the backstroke, that person could have spent their time in perhaps more productive ways, maybe more academic ways, trying to get an academic scholarship, or perhaps getting a skill, a different type of skill, or even just a job traditionally. Now, this is, again, this is a much bigger topic, but this whole obsession with getting a free ride wouldn't be as big of a deal if college tuition costs haven't been spiraling out of control for decades. So that's another whole bigger topic whatsoever, but I'm surprised that it never comes up in sort of the NCAA and this discussion of free ride scholarships. Well, maybe we wouldn't need so many free rides if it didn't cost $50,000 a year to go to some state schools. That stuff is truly the madness. It's not, oh, no, we have less free ride swimming scholarships. I don't know. To me, we probably have too many of those in the first place, and that's nothing against swimming. I'm just telling you, when you have all these different economic factors that change the flows of money, whether it's, again, it's Title IX, the fact that public universities are subsidized with tax dollars, also, all of these programs, with very few exceptions, have nonprofit accounting models where they essentially are, are compelled to spend all of their extra revenue, anything they've made extra in a year, well, they're compelled to, to spend all that, which then causes it to spend money on these sparkling facilities in football, for instance, that don't even really have that much of an effect 
on where anybody chooses to go to school. So long story short, maybe there's there's certainly a lot of factors here to consider. If the NCAA model, if college football and basketball and all of the college sports, if the model of how they're being paid is really going to change as dramatically as some people think, then yeah, there's going to be huge ripple effects here. But I really believe, at least as of today, that for the vast majority of these kids, not that much is going to change. And worst case scenario, or most dramatic scenario, I guess, is some of them will be able to pick up a few extra bucks on the side. And maybe if you're Sophie Cunningham or Jaden Cox or Carisha Schweitzer, heck, you're not even a football or basketball player. And those those three could have really, really cashed in at their time at Mizzou. So this idea that it's only the football players, it's only the basketball players, that's just objectively untrue. So with all that being said, thank you all for joining me on this very, very rules and esoteric, rules-heavy and esoteric-style episode of Locked on Mizzou here today. I know it wasn't very specific to the Tigers, but I hope you enjoyed this discussion anyway, because certainly all of this is going to affect our favorite programs. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.